What is up everyone, Dalton here. Before we hop into this episode, I just have a couple quick announcements. First off, thank you for tuning in. The support on the podcast so far has been amazing. We're super excited about the community that we're building here with Move Local. So we cannot wait to continue to grow and meet more amazing people. If you guys aren't following us on Instagram, head over there and follow us, move.local as well as sign up for our newsletter if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on any new releases of episodes, of merchandise, of exciting news that we have coming up for the Move Local community. Head over there, sign up so you do not miss out. You can find that in the bio on Instagram or in the show notes below of this episode. And then lastly, guys, if you've liked or took value from any one of our episodes so far, please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you consume your podcast. Subscribe to Move Local and drop us a review and a rating. It really helps our podcast grow. It helps us get good feedback from you guys, what you want to hear more of, what you want us to improve on, so that we can continue to provide you with the best content possible and grow this amazing community. That is all I have for today. Enjoy this episode of Move Local. Welcome to the Move Local podcast. Our mission is to connect the movers and shakers of the Dundas and Hamilton area who pride themselves on growing a healthier and more connected community. We will do this through having conversations around health, education, entrepreneurship, and much more. We want to be part of helping you move confident, move free, and move local. What's going on guys? Welcome back to the Move Local Podcast brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton and alongside me today is my co-host Don Lazar. Don, how are we doing today? Excellent. Yeah, humidity's finally cut and fall's coming in coming in hot with some cool evenings. Coming in hot or coming in cool? Coming in cool. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Semantics, right? Yeah. It's, uh, It's been a while since you've been on the podcast so it's good to have you back. Yeah, but you know, my kids have been out of school all summer, and yeah. so Fridays are sort of one of my days that I really get to spend a lot of time with them. So, but it's nice, nice to be back in studio for sure. Perfect. Um, we have an exciting guest today. I'm super excited to uh, to talk to him. We have Paul Treblecock. He is a man of many talents. He's been around the world. He's done some crazy endurance events. Some may say he's boundless. I'm super stoked to have him on the podcast today. Paul, welcome. Oh, thanks for thanks for having me. Um, I just I love Dundas and I love I love what you guys are doing promoting movement which I'm all about I'm I'm I, I move that's what I do that's what we all do we all move so you know it's like yeah for this yeah I want to I want to support it and the best I can you know so and, and maybe inform some people about some crazy stuff sometimes I think I'm superhuman yeah but then there, then there's times where you realize no you're not you're you just get a humble. regular person <laughs> let's start yeah. with the let's start with that then that that word move like when what does that mean to you and when when did you start with like just all the movement stuff you do a lot of different things I think I started moving when I was a little kid yeah <laughs> I guess we I couldn't move. stop dude I was like yeah I'm one of those people who was just yeah I don't know maybe it, it, I was I was born in the 60s right 65 so they never they never knew about anything like HDD, ADHD, or you know that kind of stuff, you know. But totally, I was hyperactive, and I was I was always going. I was always a going concern. We were always I, I I grew up. My parents were hippies, so we were on you know we we basically were on social assistance. I there was five kids. My oldest brother's uh, like uh, uh, mentally challenged, so he has he's always been in care. And, um, yeah, and so it was, it was four of us living in a house, sleeping on foam, eating granola, you know, my dad going to school all my, all my childhood. So, you know, I was just, I, I, we, we'd move, we'd go outside, we'd play, you know, we'd get, I lived in an apartment building, Camelot Towers. We'd get games 
It was always great. Yeah, we wanted a football game. You had two teams. You wanted a, a game a game of hide and seek. Always turned into a game of chase because there were so many people. Right, you get tired of finding them, so everybody would just go chasing everybody else. You know, it was stuff like that. But but movement, movement. You know, I had a bike back then, but you know, it, one bike and it was a three speed, and we put we we ground it in the ground in like a couple of weeks. You know, yeah. You need a good steel frame and no gears when you're a little kid. You know, <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, I think yeah, that movement started for me when I was a kid and I just kept, it just keeps going, right? It just, everything you learn when you're young, I think it, it transposes into what, 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 what you are later, right? It, you know, I have my two kids, they always, they were always active. They always did gym, gymnastics when they were kids. They, they had, you know, and we always took them out. We always did outdoor stuff, biking, you know, hiking. I had my, my youngest, I, we'd hike out to Sassafras Point every day and, you know, have a coffee afterwards, you know? So, and, and they're the same now. They have to keep that movement going. They both run, they both exercise, they both do spin classes. They both, you know, they got to keep that movement going. And I think that's for movement. When, you, when, you're, when you're young, you got to move and you got to keep it moving. So I think that's important with, especially with our kids nowadays who there's too much screen time and too much of that stuff, you know, and not enough going out and exploring and, and you know, feeling the air, listening to the, the wind in the trees, you know, and, and seeing the, seeing the different kinds of trees and animals and all the other stuff we have in the world instead of, you know, we can see that anytime, you know. Amen. I'm, I'm hoping that this, this yeah. pandemic thing has, has let people see that there's an outside world, that there's other stuff to do than sit inside and, 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 and be mm -hmm. consumed by your, your devices, you know. I think it's kind of probably polarizing. I think there's probably people who, uh, who went one way or the other. I, cer I certainly know the trailheads have been super busy yes um, yes throughout the pandemic and it's been it's been bittersweet for me i like oh, the time yeah. alone I, but yeah. I, I know i know where the the quiet nooks still are right well that's the thing you here. you they push in so you push you push a little farther on your you know you'll find somewhere else to go where you'll you'll get that solitude which which is good because then it uh, the other stuff the 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 other growth picks up too right? yeah yeah, it's, mm -hmm. yeah i've noticed it i have noticed it a lot and at first i was like ah oh, they're in my space and then i'm like <laughs> You know what? This is good. This is good. We need we need community. We need a healthy community. You guys, hey, you know that. What's a healthy community? Is people getting out and doing stuff, getting moving, right? That's that's what makes it, and that's what helps. That's what helps our community build and 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 rebuild from from a thing like this, like a mm -hmm. pandemic like this. You know, because we're gonna need it. Like there's like mental health issues have gone through the roof because if you had something, it kind of. Like you're stuck in a, in solitude for so long, and you know there's gonna be lots of stuff coming out. So we gotta we got to prosper the, the good and, and get out there and help our community and, and you know, help, help that, that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. And, and it, I want to talk about just like, I mean, your body of work is quite dynamic, I would say, you know, I know by trade you're carpenter, <laughs> yeah. but you've done all kinds of other things. So take me through that and maybe how, what led to these different opportunities, obviously boundless being a big thing that you did with your TV show, but what was kind of the trajectory of all Okay. That? You're going to laugh. When I tell you, I, I tell you my turnaround story. This is my turnaround story. So it was the, it was the 89, 90 and we were in a recession. There was no construction. I was a carpenter. I was, I was doing a lot of drywall and acoustics. I did, I started that right out of, I was in restaurants and I did that. So I started out in the restaurant business when I was 17 and I started doing drywall and acoustics when I was like 18, 18, 19. And so, so, so I would work. I, I always had two jobs. So, but where was our point here? Our point, how we, how I got to where I am now. Yeah. So in 89, I, I took a, I took a trip. I went out West. I thought, you know, you know, the trip where you, you know, you know I'm driving, yourself. I'm driving out and I figure I'll go through the States first. So I had a chunk of hash. I threw it out the window, <laughs> you know, no, seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I, and I said, I'm going to the West. I, it, I'm going to start over again. 
And I, I picked up a book called Awaken the Giant Within, Tony Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, you know what? I needed, I needed, I needed, I needed, I needed positive influence. I needed, you know, I needed a new start. I needed to, I needed to, I needed to discover myself. And it just gives you, he gives you, his, his writings gave me things to think about, right? Mm. Which I empowered. I empowered that stuff. And then once you get thinking about that way, it, 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 it turns you around, right? And so once I was out there, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to start out in the restaurants again. Or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go into construction again. Or no, I want something new. And I saw these bike couriers whizzing around, eh? Everywhere. Like it was full. It was like every, every, I, I go to, I just go to different spots. I go hang out there and watch the bike couriers. I go hang out there. I'm like, that's it. I'm going to go back. I'm going to start a bike courier business. So I, so I, so it was like, yeah, I went out there. I drove back. My little Nissan 4x4 pickup. And then, uh, yeah, and then then, then uh, I came back here and I started a business. I started a, a, a courier business. I got an apartment. I was, you know, I, I had nothing. I started with nothing. I was like, I was like down to the bottom, right? So I, 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 my mom might even help me out on the rent, like my last month's rent or something. So I was like right there. And then that's when I started the bike courier business. So I started riding around town. I started, bought a bike at Wheels in Motion. There used to be a place in the mountain. There was a piece of junk, this bike. But, you know, I could only afford so much, right? So I got a cruddy entry-level bike. It was a good bike, but it was an entry-level, so I beat the crap out of it in no time. But I pounded the pavement and pounded the pavement. I run that for six years, so... You still see you pounding the pavement around I town. still don't stop. <laughs> I don't stop, you know? So that that's what got me. And then once I, once you once you ride all day long, like I was doing... Like, I figured the mileage I was doing back then, We I compared it to the, what the tour guys were doing. It was similar, you know? Because we would cover the entire city of Hamilton, right? So then... And basically, it was me on my bike with a with a, a two way radio and a the old you know Motorola, you know the brick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'd answer the calls, take my calls from from the clients, and then I dispatch them out off off. So I would just do everything right from my seat. I remember every. I I always know exactly. I could root stuff out. Now useless. My memory <laughs> sucks. But yeah, that was yeah that was a time when I yeah. But that got my addiction to to real movement right. But it probably came from that bike, you know, that the, the, the three wheel when I was a kid sure. that I loved. You know, you just remember that. It's the, the bike is such a good what a freedom, eh? You just you can ride, you can just go, and it always the wind in your hair, and you're always even when the hot it's hot, you're still getting cool, you know. Yeah. It's just the it just makes you smile. You yeah. know, bicycles make you smile. So life yeah. skill right there, exactly. Swim, swimming and cycling. I That's think right. Life skills. Oh yeah, one yeah because the swimming actually saved your life. That's right. When. Uh... When did you venture into the trails and the, the, that kind of stuff? Well, so after, so, so the, the courier business I did for six years and then it was like, I had, I had my first child. So it was like, what am I going to, what, what, like, I can't, I, I can't ride in traffic all the time and fuck, and I can't do this. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta support a child, you know, it was, it was okay, but it wasn't great. You know, it was basically just paying the bills. So it was like. Okay, so I gotta do, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do something. So I started a contracting business, and uh, and where are we headed with this? See, I get like oh, that's okay. Totally you got so, you got so much. Um, I was just asking, like, how did you get into the trails? Which I think all oh, the trails, yeah. Into. So, so yeah. then I, then I, then I, uh, then so, so it went into. So what I did then was I started running because I was tired of riding a bike. I couldn't ride a bike. We <laughs> ride a bike for six years every day. You race. You know, I was racing too. I'd, so I'd ride on, I'd ride nights and a couple nights a week and I'd ride on weekends to get, if it wasn't racing to get, you know, the extra stuff in. So you're just, you're just, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to touch a bike anymore. I've said, I, I was at that point where I said, I'm never riding a bike again. 
which never, of course, never yeah. happens. <laughs> but yeah, so so yeah, so so then I started then I started running. So I just started doing a little trail, like little because I had a daughter. I spent you know you're, you're busy, so I would just do I just run the trails. I always used to run like right by my house. I got great trails there, so I would just run. I would, I'd never run on the roads. I always run on the trails with my woolly socks and my. You know, my running shoes and my long, my long basketball shorts. And then I go into five and 10K race, just the local ones. And, and then and, and I line up at the front and then come in like, you know, top 10, the guy in the fucking fuzzy wall socks <laughs> and this and that. And, he, and then and the old guy, everybody's looking at you when you line up at the front. They're like, what the fuck are you going to do? What are you going to do? And then they realize, oh, he can run actually. So, so yeah, that's, that started running. So, so basically I ran on trails, but I did road races and I thought, Okay, so I live in Hamilton. You got to do the around the bay race, right? So I did the around the bay race, and then you do the around the bay race. Oh, so close to a marathon. Got to do a marathon. So I did the Mississauga Marathon, qualified for Boston. So I said, okay, don't know if I'll ever be able to do that again. So I went to Boston and I ran Boston, and had fun. Enjoyed the experience. Had had even bettered my time for my last one. But but then after that, I went and I did. It's called the Iroquois Trail Test, which is a. I don't know if it still runs as the Iroquois Trail Test. It's in Campbellville. And it's a, it was a, was it a 35K? I think it was a 35K or a 25, 25, I think it was a 30K or 35K trail race, but it ran in Campbellville and Bruce Trail was off a rugged race. Eh? Super techy. Yeah. I ran that race and I said, I'll never go on the roads again. I, that's, I got hooked on trails. And then I followed the Alter series. They have the, the, you know, the Ouser Alter series, Ontario Alter running yeah. series. I did, I just followed, I did all those ones. I just started doing those. I did uh I did the 50k champ, and which was the end of the season in London, and I, I got the I was the Canadian 50k champ. The next year, then I then I started doing longer stuff and became the 50 mile champ, and I had some good running days. I had some good uh, trail running days in my ultras. There was a couple guys who always he always beat me, right? But those guys usually did. They were more hundred milers. I did more specialized in 50. Right. I tried 100 once and got to 89 and said pulled the plug. Yeah. Got what got you hooked on that? Like what, what keeps you just, you just push and you push and you see, and you respond, you push and you see your body responds. You see how it's, it turns into a game almost, right? You just, you just realize that it doesn't matter. And that's what, with bound, when we moved yeah. into boundless, it's like, I realized that you can do anything. You can throw anything at your, your body and it, it, it just keeps it. I don't know if it gets better at it or it just gets used to it or. You know, I always said maybe I, I, I think I just, I just, I'm just, uh, I'm just good at suffering. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm yeah, good at suffering, so I can suffer for long periods of time, right? Yeah, Boundless was. I've watched like some of the first season of Boundless. Yeah, and that was probably the best, the beautifulest. Like, yeah, the cinematography like when you was were amazing, doing like yeah. you were in Iceland, I think, and then the one that really stood out to me, and I wanted to ask you, was doing that paddle. I don't remember where it was in Hawaii. Somewhere. Oh, yeah. And like, what I'm curious to know, like, where's your head at going into that? Like, you've never really done it before, wow. and paddled on the lake, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so like, and we had you, a totally wrong board too. Were you aware? Did you see the board we had? We had this crazy. Yeah. We had a lake board, which was had a keel in it. Which when you're on a wave, it would just dig into, the, and and then you just go over the front, right? So like, when you go into those things, are you? fully aware of what the potential outcome of that could be being like being severely hurt <laughs> or are you just going in with like this like ignorance or how do you how do you approach that well right at then that was actually our first show we shot we went to we went I, they showed iceland as the first one but it wasn't the first one that was the first one but we failed on that so they didn't want to show that as our first episode so they flipped them right, right. but going into that one dude 
Because you'll notice if you see the the Iceland episode, I have a Molokai to Wai t-shirt on when I'm running. Yeah, yeah. For all you trivia fans out there in Boundless. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. A little so, Easter egg there. Yeah, a little yeah. Easter egg. A little Easter egg, yeah. So, but anyway, you, you just, you know what? It was just the, this was the new thing. It was like, I'll tell you, after the first episode I came home, I, I, told, I said to my wife, I said, I can't believe I'm doing this. Yeah. I say, this is ridiculous. Like, I, I, we work nonstop. We shot nonstop. We were rolling all the time. And then you go into a race and, and you're, you're, when you're in a 30-foot swell, like, there's a safety boat with you. Everybody has to have a safety boat, right? When you're in a 30-foot swell, there's, you don't see anything. All you see around you what? is 30 feet of water on all sides, you know? You're just yeah. like, you know, it's like, it's, it's crazy. It's wild. The navigation aspect yeah. of that even is kind of... And, you know, since... There. And that was, that, was my, that was one of my first exposures to water. Like, water, water. I had to swim, and I did some open water swimming, and... But dude, I, I, and Boundless has, has killed me for water, dude. It's like I like the last the final season. I had panic attacks in water yeah. because I don't know. It's but I don't know. I talked to I talked to my buddy who goes to Domestique. You might know him, Steve. Hey, he says he says if you overexpose yourself to something, you eventually get over it. Right. So so yeah, I I, well, I, mean, I think I did that. Did that I eventually, I did get it. The last episode I did and was a sweet the Swedish episode. I finally got. Over the, I, th- I finally got in the guy because it was a swim run race. You're in and out of the water, so you run, then you swim, then you run, then you swim, and it was in big. This swells too, right? So you're, yeah. you, it, it just I was in and out so many times. I finally, I finally, was like it wasn't bothering me anymore. You could see that it, you the calm, right? Because yeah. I don't know if you've ever had a panic attack. Have you ever had a panic attack? Had one. Yeah. Not yeah. not really like it's like just that. it's it just you just you just get. Yeah. Everything closes. Everything, yeah. yeah. And, and another time it happened to me, I was in, in Scotland, and it, there were black tannins in the water. And it was freezing because it's Scotland. And so you can't see anything in it. And, dude, it was like totally yeah, no, messed you uh, up. No. And you're in a wet suit. Wet suits always mess me up a bit, too, because they, they kind of confine you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's a good... Yeah, I don't know. With the... I, I must know that I'm going to die in water <laughs> when I die. <laughs> you yeah, know? I, mean, I, I don't know. It's, I guess it's where you're coming from with water, though. I, like, water's a pretty powerful force mm. that you've... I feel really... Like, I struggle when, I, when I'm out of control, right? When I'm on a bike, when I'm, uh, when I'm in control, when I'm running, you know, I'm fully in control when I'm rock climbing, you know, oh, s- yeah. scrambling on, 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 uh, in the mountains, right? I feel very in control, but in the water, I feel like... There's a lot of loss of control, and I wonder if especially there's some big water, there. like big yeah. ocean water, it's, yeah. it's scary crap. Like know? rivers, the same thing. Oh, right? rivers, like yeah. Oh, I did a paddleboard. I did a paddleboard. We, we were, I was supposed to do this paddleboard section of this race in Colorado, the uh, Gold Pro Games. I couldn't do it. I got on. I was. I think I might. I needed a better board, a wider board. It wasn't. I was a race board, and it was kind of. Oh shit! Sorry, man. I'm sorry. That's that. okay. That's bad. There, but uh, but. I, dude, I couldn't, I couldn't do it so because I kept falling in, and then you're in like class three rapids, class yeah. four rapids, yeah. <laughs> and you're just with a board attached to you. Yeah, I'm like, come on, no, I, that messed me up. That messed me up. Uh, I was like, oh, because you don't know what's, you know. And Strainers. we were, in, we, and if you saw, the, if you, I don't know if you saw South Africa, but South Africa, same thing. We're in, we're in white water. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, dude. That was another one where I was like, powerful dude i was getting pushed on. i was i, I was I, I sure was gonna do that and no wonder i have i have a, whatever it's called a, a fear of water PTSD. <laughs> dude it's like yeah it's probably p, p yeah yeah for with sure the, with boundless like 
you know, obviously you were going around different places in the world doing all these crazy adventure races and different challenges and that, but what was like the overarching like purpose of Boundless? Like, what did you want to get out of it? And what did like, you know, your, the creatives of it want to get out of it? Movement. I want to get movement out of people. I want to, I want to inspire people to do, to move, to that, show people that a regular guy can do it, you know, and like anybody can do it. Like you go to these races and sure. You have the guys racing for the podium or whatever, but you also have everyday people doing it. And that's what people saw, I think. People see that and they see, they think, huh, I could try it at least. It doesn't matter. You know, when you, when you see a race like this, you're like, what's the worst thing that happens? You pull out and you, you know, you follow the race around and you enjoy, and you get to see the friggin' desert, you know, or you, yeah. you know, the Sahara Desert, or you get to see all across the Iceland. Now, like, all that part of it is, is amazing, you know, it's spectacular. So, so getting people to see that. They could do and push, and it doesn't necessarily mean that. It can mean going, signing up for a five k race because you think, oh, I'm gonna start running. I feel like, like, you know, you can just do that. So, and that, and I would get, I would get messages, social media, and stuff from people, and that would, that would just, that's what kept me going. That's what, that's what. Once it came out, like after the first season, I was talking. I was like, I gotta make sure I get out of this. Like, like this contract. Is, <laughs> yeah. You work so bloody hard, right? Just and. It's Canadian television. You don't make money. There's no money to be made, really, right? You know, it's free travel. Yeah, free. It was beautiful travel, a beautiful place. You'd never be able to afford to go and travel and go on these races, right? There's only the elite can afford them, really, right? How was that so, travel for you? Like, what did? How did that change it, your your perspectives or your life? Or oh, dude, if I never travel again, I I wouldn't be sad. Okay. Especially now with, yeah. you know, I've seen I've and I've seen some beautiful places and I've seen some I've seen lots of third world countries and beautiful. People that you see, you go to. What kills me is you go to these third world countries. These kids have nothing, but they're happy mm. and they enjoy. You know, that that would always kill me if I go that and you come back and you hear a kid like complaining, I want this and I want that, and you're like, Are you kidding me? You should. You just want to expose these. You want. There's got to be a way where we can show our kids that this is what it's like in the rest of the world. So why don't we try to like offset that or something, you know, you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. Is that what kind of led you to the, the Kenya for kids? Toilet run. Toilet run? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. Totally. I went to Kenya. I was doing a, I was shooting a documentary on Reed Coolsat, who's a, uh, who's a marathon. He was a marathoner. And I was, and, and, uh, and at the time he was training in Kenya, I went and stayed there for two weeks, trained in Kenya with the Kenyans. And it was a very cool experience, but yeah, and just live, and live there and, and, just saw the kids and fell in love with them and just said, wow, you see them like they're pushing around a, a wheel on a stick, you know, and that's, that's enough for them, you know, that's, mm. you know, and then someone comes by, they're all friendly there, you know, they love it. They love it. They're just, you know, they're kids, they're kids, you know, like early as we started out, we started out with the devices and the kids and now that isn't even, that's, that's, that's not even enough for them, you know, now, you know, yeah. you know. What is, what is the toilet run? Is that still going? No, on? we I stopped that uh, two years ago. Okay. Yeah, I was I ran it for I think six or seven years. Yeah. And we ran, we built we built a bunch of latrines in Kenya, but my next my next objective I want to I want to our local community is in dire need of, of help, so I want I'm 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 working on towards that. Like I, you know I'm I'm working right now on spoons. I I I'm did carbon spoons and I'm gonna. Once I get to a certain amount, I'm going to sell them and put all the money in the food bank. So they're spoons for food. 
So that's coming up. We're gonna do something through Domestic and oh, that's awesome. yeah, yeah, because yeah, because you know we uh, you look around the city now, everybody's getting displaced with the rents and mm-hmm. and housing prices and and we need help. We need so yeah. So I'll put put some towards that. I said Chris, we'll do something. We'll do it. Something. We'll do it without something big, so we can put it all together, do it big together, and get a community to put some money into it. Yeah, you know. These are some high value spoons. These are like the yeah. Tell me the, about the, the, the ultimate backcountry spoon, all okay. purpose yeah. spoon. These oh, things are. Yeah. Oh yeah, you've seen them. Hand I've carved. seen yeah. some. I've yeah. seen yeah. some. I've done yeah. ladle now, and yeah, no, they're they're hand carved. They're made out of birch and cherry and black cherry, local local woods. That usually it's a tree faller. It's nothing. That's awesome. But yeah, you just I start with an axe and make a blank out of an axe, and then and then I go with a Sloyd knife and a hook knife and do the bowl and the. And the outside, yeah, it's been, it's, it's good. It's, it's a very, it's, a lot of times I found with, there, a lot of my activities and stuff, I'd always have a lot of, when you, when you do stuff like that, you have time where you're just focused on, on yourself. You're, you're in your own, your own world and you're so, so I find with spoon carving, I get so into that moment that I'm just, it just calms everything, you know, and I think that we, we need that. We need, we need things that, that bring us down and let us get so focused that we're that we forget about everything else, you know. Because in this the world we live in now, there's always like I'm, I got I take care of my my father-in-law. I got kids who still need me. They're in their twenties and twenty-somethings, and you know you're always you're getting pulled in all directions, right? You're my 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 wife. She just she survived cancer three years ago, breast cancer. So we had, we had you know a lot of stress and stuff on our lives. So yeah, these things are good pottery too i do i can i can throw a pretty good cool bowl and cup nice <laughs> i'm gonna eventually i'm gonna do that but i don't like to i i, I like the spoons because i can take it anywhere yeah so i like to I like, I like that freedom right now so you've got like a the like this sort of short-term vision of of how you're gonna help out the community do you have like a a bigger vision or are you still working on that like no, what's uh, no, yeah, i feel I like you're a big no. you, you know, you've, you're, you've got to have something burning in the background. I don't, sure. you know, I, no, I, I got, I'm waiting for my wife to retire in two years and then, then we'll get the, I'll get my van. I'm going to build up the van because right now I have my truck to, to travel in. It's my Swiss army truck. It's got everything. I can go self, I can go live in it if I need to. So I can cook out of it and everything, right? I got fridge, I got solar, I got, you know, but so that's the plan is to get a van and then we're going to travel Canada and see every nook and cranny of Canada, which is the first on the list you know we'll probably start east and then go west because yeah i've done i've done not enough of canada so yeah and yeah that's my long-term plan and yeah keep moving right yeah. so you know i'll have my board on it i'll have a, a little board on my bikes on it you know i'll have we're looking into this paddle boarding for two people on and my wife can sit on the back and kayak paddle or right. side up oh nice board. yeah yeah, yeah. You looked at the i'm like a motor in the front, front. like are you thinking of blow up or like a yeah, the, well, Body Glove's got a nice one that I I know that that is it made for, but it comes with the kayak paddles, mm-hmm. and the and the both both like both sets of paddles, so which is supreme because especially you got kids, right? Mm-hmm. You could get them out. You could probably put two kids on there for sure. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, paddle them around. There's nothing like. Have you got a paddle on the lake? I, I haven't got it on the lake here. I, I actually my, my first uh, my first sup experience was just a few uh, about a month and a bit ago. I went uh, went out west and I. I did a little like class two slash three on the Chequemus River. It was oh. it was awesome. Yeah, but well, they, I felt yeah. that out of control piece. <laughs> you can get you just go in the lake when it's pretty when it's a little a little jumpy and it's fun enough. You know yeah. you can get some good workouts in over there cruising out and then cruising back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
yeah, we got some good spots here to, we got it close enough to paddle anyway. So, you know, I just rigged up a little dolly I can pull down because I can, I, I just go down the hill. I'm at my, I'm at Coots, right? Mm -hmm. And then you can cross away into the bay. Nice. But my daughter likes to go out to Burlington Beach because she can get a, there's a nice sandy start and you can paddle up or down or sometimes she'll paddle across to the pier, you know, from right. Burlington and back. So, cool. mm -hmm. yeah. One, you know, just in this conversation and kind of watching some boundless and just, you know, learning a little bit, a bit, a little bit about you, a couple of words come to my mind, like exploration, um, giving, like serving other people just with some of the things that you do, like what kind of drives, what kind of drives you on a daily basis? Like what, what pushes you to do kind of all of these things that you're doing? And I, you know, I don't know. I, I, maybe I've been too busy all my life to give back as much as I wanted to. So I like to give back. Um. I do it all the time. My my neighbor behind me was like she was setting up they were setting up a pad for a for a, a shed, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm looking at it. I'm like, this isn't gonna be any good. So I I went there yesterday and I I went and got six by sixes and I, I made a made a frame, made a made a solid frame to hold the screenings in and I, so she could a base for her shed, right? For the shed. So so I was like, it's just, yeah, and you know, it's just, you know, you just feel like, I just, I just feel good. You feel good when you do it and you feel, you know, it's, it's your karma. It's your karma. You feel good. You, if you give it to, if you give your, their chances of them doing something nice for someone else are right there, you know, yeah. or, you know, it's, it's, it's that, it's that, what do they call it? Payback or buyback or no, what do they call it? Pay, pay it forward. forward. Pay it forward. Yeah. Yeah. It's like paying it forward. It's just totally paying it forward. And what I want to do, like movement I, I you know you know all these all these freaking influencers i want to be an influence i want to influence people that they can ride their bike they can pull the groceries they can you can take your groceries home on your bike you know yeah. you can ride your bike to go get a coffee you can ride your bike to you know you know you can do anything on your bike you know or you can you can or you can be nice to somebody or you can you know you can stop and chat with a person who's who's homeless you know and and and, and you know all they all people you know some people want someone to talk to you know and it takes it takes five minutes of your time, and you and you feel better, you know. And you talk, and you discover, you learn something, right? You learn. I sat and chatted with one guy. He was beside himself. Four four years ago, he lost his. They couldn't afford rent anymore, so they him and his wife and their dog. They live in a tent, dude. They live in a tent in the city because he can't afford rent. Uh -huh. And you know, a lot of these people, they can't they can't get them. There's they can't get a job. They can't hold down a job. But, you know, it's, 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 we have mental health issues, but we also have a, we, we have a housing, we have a housing problem here. We, we need, we need, these people need help. But that's it. You know, I just, I just, I like to be an influencer. Like maybe that's what I've been. I've been on boundless. I, I influence I people to move. I now I want to influence people to do good to, to, you know, that they can do that hug the earth to clean up their, you know, you can, you can put, you can collect solar power, solar stuff on your truck and it put, it powers my tools, you know? Yeah. It's funny. I just started playing with solar panels. They're fantastic. You can, I have a goal zero, which I keep it in my power. You get a power out. I can have, I got the TV. People are looking at my house. I got a light going. I got TV going. <laughs> I got, you know, you know, I got this, I got stuff going on. I'm cooking yeah. on, on the gas stove, but yeah, you just, you know. Yeah, it's just yeah, I just in, in, I I just want to I want people to do good and be good and and definitely the climate needs some help. We our climate is in trouble and yeah, I'd love to see Hamilton. I see they, they start the bike stuff, eh? The bike lanes they're slowly yeah. getting better. They just got to stop ending. They end everywhere, right? Eh? They do, yeah. There's a lot of dead ends. <laughs> and then you're running into traffic, like yeah. oncoming traffic. It's like, yeah. are you kidding? Yeah. Everything's got, a, but it looks like they got a plan. They're starting to implement a lot more of it. So hopefully the city goes in that. If people want, if people demand it, it it only gets better, right? So yeah. Well, I'll tell you what we like. We 
look right out on the, the new bike lane here in Dundas and um, you know we what we love about the space is that we can see people moving and, and active on a daily basis running biking walking you know whatever but um, I can definitely say there's been a spike in cycle traffic in front of our space on Hat because, Street because, here of, because of the bike lanes. It's been great. For sure. Um, I totally I totally go towards the bike lanes now. Mm-hmm. I veer towards them because you want to show everybody. You want to show everybody that they're good. They, people use them, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The city, we, we, if we start using them, yeah. you know, people, they'll, they'll start keep building them, right? I'll tell you what we did. My wife and I did two weeks ago. We wanted to go to Toronto. We wanted to go to Toronto. We had an errand to run in Toronto, so we we went down to the new GO station down in Hamilton. They're mm-hmm. running every hour now to Toronto. Nice. And for ten dollars on the weekend, they have a pass, and you can go anywhere in between as many times as you want for ten bucks. It's cheaper than a a ride to Toronto one way. So we we did that. We took our bikes on, rode, went. But if you go there, don't get off at Union Station. Get off at the the exhibition station because it's crazy down there did, yeah, the main, yeah yeah it wasn't busy though we didn't have anybody in our car the mm-hmm. bikes were there we went in the morning went early and and you know and then we rode back on the uh, on the path which in Toronto was hectic so yeah I don't recommend the that the waterfront like, path there oh yeah always oh, I would next time I'll go on a different path and I'll and then get once you get past like once you get to Minimico or something it kind of eases out Tough thing is it's it's multi-use, right? So there's rollerbladers yeah. oh, and skateboarders and longboarders. And, oh my gosh, and yeah. dogs and yeah. people with dogs and people just walking six of people. And, oh yeah. yeah, you're like, oh yeah, let me out of here. Yeah. So what we did, we rode back to Port Credit and then had dinner at a really nice vegan place there. And yeah, and that was, yeah. But it was a fun little trip. And you know, you get, out, you get, get on your bike, you take a train out and it's fun. You mentioned uh, kind of the environment and the climate, and you just you just touched on on like a vegan restaurant. And I know you you yourself are vegan. Was yes. was it the environment that drove you that direction, or has it kept oh, you my, there? It was my it was sickness, dude. Yeah, I have Crohn's or colitis, one or the other. I, they they don't know. They don't distinguish. I think it's Crohn's because I also got a lot of skin stuff. Yeah. But I was uh, I was like on a I was on a I would do an intravenous drug every two months for it. I was on. I was on I, I I was on diff, I, every different drug and nothing would fix it. And then I I got rid of dairy. I was vegetarian. I still ate dairy though, so I got rid of dairy, and uh, I went vegan. But I did I I I went vegan, but pro, no processed, unprocessed vegan, right? So I stay away from processed stuff. I process my own stuff. I do. Now that now that my wife says it, she says it, she says the best. Yeah, he's, he's not a competitive runner or biker anymore. He's a competitive vegan cook, <laughs> and I reap the benefits because yeah, it's it's awesome because I, I just cook now. I, I was cook. I started out in the kitchen, right in the restaurant, yeah. and I worked with chefs. I trained under chefs. I learned, and I've cooked all my life. I've always been a good cook, but now I'm fucking spectacular. Well, man, I saw on your Instagram the other day on your story. Oh, did I you saw see that, that Somalian, some 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 stew? Oh I mean, yeah, I did. yeah. Oh that yeah that yeah, you was, almost got enough oh, on your you, door. The taste, <laughs> the taste of it, dude, was oh that was one of my best. Yeah, yeah. I just I I'll tell you how I cook. I, I I look up recipes just as a base. So I look and I see what's what spices are in it, what makes it you know, and then you a lot of times it's a meat recipe, right? Because you can't like a lot of recipes have meat in it if you want to get the good recipes, right? So you just take, I just take it out, I put cashews in there, I put uh, pistachio, I put sunflower seeds, I put pumpkin seeds. Oh, dude, I made this, I made this uh, burrito paste. Oh, 
to die for. Pumpkin seeds, sesame seeds. Um, uh, what's that? What's that? Uh, miso. And basically that's uh, carrots and another another green mix, ground all ground up. And then you just leave it in the fridge and let it, oh, some little, and spices, of course, some spices. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. Put it on a collard leaf with handmade salsa, homemade salsa on it. You guys are drooling. Yeah, you guys, like you guys are drooling. It's like 11.40 right now. I saw something you've done beside your face. Oh my gosh. I started talking about talk about food On the topic of food, we'll have a couple rapid fire questions for you. So this will be a good little transition. So what is like your favorite local restaurant? I'm not very fast. That's okay. At your own pace. Favorite local restaurant. Favorite local restaurant? What is my favorite local restaurant? My my pie pizza is pretty amazing. I've been I'm, I've been it's, it's, told yeah, about this place. In my, amazing, my girlfriend amazing pizza. has amazing been saying pizza. she wants to try yes. it. Yeah. Um, dude, what is my favorite? You know what? But that place in Oakville is amazing. It's called. Uh, it's worth the bike. Ride your bike there. It's worth the ride. Then you can eat really good food. And what's it called? It's called Raw Aura, and it's right downtown Oakville. Cool. You get to it. It's at Oakville, where they we're just up down from the the train station, Port Credit. Mm. Nice. Not Oakville, Port Credit. But yeah, that's a great place. What else? Oh, you know what? You know what? When it was open, it was uh, was uh, oh, dude, I'm terrible at names now. See, I, I used my memory app when I was young, when I was in the bike carrier. Yeah. And so I, I used it up. So you know, it's fair. That's like, okay. You gave a couple. Is full. You gave a couple good ones. I'm yeah. good with that. Okay, yeah. good. I give you two. Yeah. yeah, my pie is fantastic. Yes. Okay. What about what about your favorite local trail? Not necessarily your most used, but your favorite. My favorite local trail is Tim Trails, dude. My Tim Tim's my favorite. I love Tim Price and his his little section there that goes up along the Monarch and stuff. Yeah. My favorite section, like that's that whole that's my bread that's, that's my so bread good. butter. That one's yeah. one of my bread and butter. And you can do it either way. It's and it's it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> There's a climb at the very end before you come out by the chapel. Mm-hmm. You know that section that goes out yeah, yeah. that climb there on the single speed, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I've, I've probably only done it once on my single speed. So you know it's a good climb. <laughs> but Tim's Trails, of course. Yeah, that's a good loop. I love that Monarch, the Monarch Braids. Oh, yeah. And so it's just good. get to it and then you go and you come and you, go, you come back on Sulphur. Oh, of course, you come back on the, um, what is this? Uh, Sulphur Creek. That's, oh, yeah. oh Sulphur Creek is the fastest way back from Spring Creek. You, Spring Creek. Whenever you're yeah. coming back from the train station, you yeah, want to yeah, fly. Yeah. Just yeah. ring your bell at the hills. Ding, yeah. ding. So people know you're coming fl- flying, right? Give people a warning. And then break, of course, when you're riding on the trails, when you're passing people, always go slow enough so you can say hi to them. That's one of my rules. I don't care. You can, you can haul ass wherever you want. But when you're passing hikers, you want everybody to get along on the trails. You pass by and you make sure, hi, hi. You, have a nice day. You know, as long as you say that, people don't mind my mountain bikers. Yeah, yeah. If you go screaming by them, oh, there's one of those friggin' mountain bikers again. You know? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. It doesn't create that community yeah. of uh, yeah, people exactly. in the outdoors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, You kind of touched on this a little bit, but is there one place you haven't traveled yet that you want to visit? Ah, uh, Japan. Just okay. Japan. I told my I told my wife that. I just I think their processes are so incredible to do things like they're craftsmen and they're you know I just want I'd like to experience it one day maybe it won't be till I'm old and like I was thinking today about this whole travel thing can we go off on a tangent here go for it so so what happens if you go like they were talking about they're going to open the passports to for anybody with a with a double vaccination coming into Canada 
Why, you know what I thought the world should go to? You have, what you have to do is you have to transition to travel. You can only travel so many miles and then you have to stay in that place for at least a night and be tested or whatever, you know? And then you have to go. So then all of a sudden, it's, it's three times as much to fly anywhere, which it should be, right? Because of the carbon emissions put out by, by planes. If you travel, it shouldn't be 200 bucks to take a flight anywhere. It, like, yeah. You know what I mean? If you're going to the other side, sure, 800 Seems, bucks is crazy. Fair. Yeah. But it should be. Just like I, the gas price people complain about 140, I think it should go up to three bucks a fucking liter because that's how, sorry I'm going off on a tangent here. That's how much it is in Europe and you know what people do in Europe? Like ride bicycles. <laughs> exactly. My plan. <laughs> My plan. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, and, and you talk about, okay, everybody's going electric cars. Okay, okay. You go down an average street in the city. Okay. How are you charging all those cars that can't park in the driveway? Are you running hoses across the sidewalks? Yeah. Yeah. Logistically, it's not as easy as just bicycles. Bicycles is the future. Bicycles are the future. I think, I think bicycles more are people the future. should be riding bikes, so it's good. Bicycles are the future. I think certainly it works in, in like urban centers, you 100% yeah. you need Hamilton you need. is Hamilton should be one of the best bikes. It should be like Denmark. You know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and I mean, you made a good point. I think more people that start actually using them, mm-hmm. the more the more the, the city will see That's the value. That's exactly so right. And I, if they're there, people feel safer. So only go on the bikes you feel safe. For sure. But if, you, if you're if you trying something, I'll try out one of these bike lanes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's good. Yeah, it's, um, it's a start. Last question for you. Okay. What does uh, move local mean to you? It, move. I've, hey, I've talked about moving the whole time. Moving, moving local is 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 is, is getting getting your stuff local. Like I, what do I do? I ride. I like. I love Dundas. I basically do all my groceries in Dundas. I come here in Pocones. I go. I go once a week. I fill my bin, my bucket. Lisa fills it up. I take. I ride it home, and that's my grocery for the week. I come down and get my coffee from Domestique. I support. You know, you support local. I support all my local Westdale people in there. So moving local means moving around your local area. And, 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 and sharing your wealth with your local area because that's how we build it. We build, you start with the small communities and then you build it out. You strengthen your community and then you help strengthen, you know, you know, and then we start helping the bigger community, right? So and I know, I see it in my neighborhood. We, everybody's working together. We, you know, we, it, it's, it's good. It's good. And that's what I think has been good about this whole pandemic is communities have grown. People have gotten realize that community is good so i think we just got to keep moving in that direction love it awesome paul thanks so much for coming on it's a great conversation i enjoyed yeah. it oh uh, yeah we didn't talk much about boundless but boundless is a that's stuff. okay we're, just, we're, <laughs> we're just, talking about life yeah for sure Perfect. um do you want to kind of let people know where they can find more about you you if come you down want. to Domestique. I'm always there. Love it. <laughs> you can find out about you can me. Find me in the real me on, world. Oh, you can follow me on my my uh, my Instagram handle, yeah. which is pretty, which is most people probably wouldn't follow me if they if they, if it came up on their feed because it's Turbocock. But it comes from my last name, Turbocock and Turbo. So, <laughs> yeah, and, it, it. And, and you know what? I'd probably sell it for a fortune one day. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, and it suits you. When I, when I when when, when people meet you, they're like, "That's it." But uh, yeah, thanks so much, Paul. I really appreciate it.